0: Radha Madhava Kanjabihari Jayaradha 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 Jaya Gopi Jana Balabha Giri Vardhari Jashodhanandana Braja Ranjana Jashodhanandana, Rajajana, Ranjana. Yamunatiravanna chari. Yamuna Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja gopi jana vallabha girivardhari jaiya gopi Jashoda Nandana Braja Jananjana Jashoda Nandana Braja Jananjana Jashradanandana, brajajana ranjana Jashradanandana, brajajana ranjana Yamunati chari Yamuna tiraban chari Jai Radha Madha dwa kunja Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Jaya rādhā madhāva kunjā bihārī <clears throat> Jaya nitāy gūra pramānande hirīvam Jaya om pramān sabrīvādhī chājya Aswatar Sutta Shimad His Divine Grace. Srila Bhai Bhaktivedanta Svai Maharaj. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Iskan Founder Acharja. BBT Founder Acharja. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Iskan Guru Bindaki Jai. Grantaraja Srimad Bhagavatam Mahapurana Ki Jai. Srimad Bhagavat Gita Tharoopa Ki Jai. Shri Sri Shri Chaitanya Charitamrita Ki Jai. Shri Shri Radha Kalachanji Ki Shri Gora, Bhakta Ki All glories to the assembled devotees, Hare Krishna All glories to the assembled devotees, Hare Krishna All glories to the assembled devotees, Hare Krishna All glories, all glories to Shri Shri Guru and Goranga All glories to you, Shri Hare Krishna So today we're going to be reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 1, chapter 2, which is entitled Divinity and Divine Service. And we're going to be doing chapter number 6 today. Before we do that, let's chant together. (laughs) Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya Om namo bhagavate Gyanan Janashalakaya. jnana jnananjana shalakaya. Chakshurun Militam Jaina, Tasme Shri Gurave Nama, Shri Chaitanya Manobhishtam, Stapitam Jena Bhutale, Svayam Rupaha Kadamahyam, Dadati Svapadantikam, Vanchakalpa Trubhescha, Kripasandhubya Evacha, Patitanam Pavanabhya, Vaishnavabhya Namo Nama, Nama Om Vishnu Padaya, Krishna Prishtaya Bhutale, Shri Bhakti Vedanta Swami Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesh Shishanyavadi Paschyatade Shatarine Jayasri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhara Shri Adi Gaura Bhakta Brinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama राम राम हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 Rama हरे Rama राम राम हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 Rama हरे Hare, Rama राम राम हरे हरे जय कृष्ण राज महापुराण की Prabhupāda ki So today we're reading from the srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 1, Chapter 2, which is entitled Divinity and Divine Service. And we start with doing text number six today. I felt that we should do that today. I felt inspired to do that today because chapter six answers the questions of the sages of Nemeshwarnia who had come together to discuss knowing that Kali Yuga was coming and this was going to be a very rough age for many people, in fact, the roughest of all ages, and feeling compassion for the living entities who will be inhabiting uh, Kali Yuga, the sages of Nemeshwarya, who were the topmost transcendentalists uh, on the planet, got together to have a conference in which they would decide how they could set the system up in such a way, the program up in such a way that the inhabitants of Kali Yuga would get the very best benefit of human life and that they would be able to live their lives uh, to complete satisfaction with great happiness and then go back home, back to Godhead because that's where we've all come from. And that is the place where everything is set up for us in a way that we will be the happiest we can be. And also Krishna can be the happiest, he can be, and all the wonderful entities there. So this is a very famous verse, uh, the verse reads: it reads, Savaipuṅsaṃ parodharmo Savaipuṅsaṃ parodharmo Yato bhaktir adhokṣaje Yato bhaktir adhokṣaje Ahoi Tukya prithi tu Prithihata Ahoi Tukya Prithihata Yayatma Suprasidhati Yayatma Suprasidhati Savei Paṅkṣaṁ Parodhārmā Yato Bhaktira Dhokṣajay Ahoi Tukya Prithihata Yayatma suprasiddati. Saha, that, ve, certainly, pungsam, for mankind, paraha, sublime, dharmaha, occupation, yataha, by which, bhaktihi, devotional service, adhokshaje Unto the transcendence, ahaituki, yeah. causeless, apratihata, unbroken, yaya, by which, atma, the self, suprasiddhati, completely satisfied. Translation by His Divine Grace, Srila Prabhupada Please repeat after me. The Supreme Occupation Dharma, for all humanity, is that by which men can attain to loving devotional service unto the transcendent Lord. Such devotional service must be unmotivated and uninterrupted to completely satisfy the self. So again the translation is, the supreme occupation of dharma for all humanity is that by which men can attain to loving devotional service unto the transcendent Lord. Such devotional service must be unmotivated and uninterrupted to completely satisfy the self. purported by his divine grace, Śrīla Prabhupāda ki jāi. In this statement, Śrīla Sūta Goswami, who is actually answering the questions from the sages of Nemasariniya, answers the first question of the sages from Nirmishra The sages asked him to summarize the whole range of revealed scriptures and present the most essential part so that fallen people or the people in general might easily take it up. The Vedas prescribe two different types of occupation for the human being. One is called the pravritti marga or the path of sense enjoyment and the other is called the nivritti marga or the path of renunciation. The path of enjoyment is inferior, and the path of sacrifice for the supreme cause is superior. The material existence of the living being is a diseased condition of actual life. Actual life is spiritual existence, or brahma-bhuta existence, where life is eternal, blissful, and full of knowledge. Material existence is temporary, illusory and full of miseries. There is no happiness at all. There is just the futile attempt to get rid of the miseries and temporary cessation of misery is falsely called happiness. Therefore, the path of progressive material enjoyment, which is temporary, miserable and illusory, is inferior. But devotional service to the Supreme Lord, which leads one to eternal blissful and all-cognizant life is called the superior quality of occupation. This is sometimes polluted when mixed with the inferior quality. For example, adoption of devotional service for material gain is certainly an obstruction to the progressive path of renunciation. Renunciation or abnegation for ultimate good is certainly a better occupation than enjoyment in the diseased condition of life. Such enjoyment only aggravates the symptoms of disease and increases its duration. Therefore, devotional service to the Lord must be pure in quality, i.e. without the least desire for material enjoyment. One should therefore accept the superior quality of occupation in the form of devotional service of the Lord without any tinge of unnecessary desire. Fruit of action and philosophical speculation. This alone can lead one to perpetual solace in his service. We have purposely denoted dharma as occupation because the root meaning of the word dharma is, quote, that which sustains one's existence, close quotes. A living being's sustenance of existence is to coordinate his activities with his eternal relation with the Supreme Lord. Krishna is the central pivot of living beings and he is the all-attractive living entity or eternal form amongst all other living beings or eternal forms. Each and every living being has his eternal form in the spiritual existence and Krishna is the eternal attraction for all of them. Krishna is the complete whole and everything else is his part and parcel. The relation is one of the servant and the served. It is, the trans- it is transcendental and is completely distinct from our experience in the material existence. This relation of servant and the served is the most congenial form of intimacy. One can realize it as devotional service progresses. Everyone should engage himself in the transcendental loving service of the Lord. Even in the present conditioned state, of even in the pre- present conditional state of material existence, that will gradually give one the clue to actual life and please him to complete satisfaction. Om Gyanah Nimiran Dasya shalakaya Chakshuran Melitam Dasme Shri Gurave namaha nama Om Vishnu Paday Krishna Pishthay Bhutale Shrimate Tamal Krishna Goswamin Tidamini. The supreme occupation, dharma, for all humanity is that by which men can attain to loving devotional service unto the transcendent Lord. Such devotional service must be unmotivated and uninterrupted to completely satisfy the self. Hare Krishna. So this is a wonderful, very wonderful statement. And Srila Prabhupada summarizes it in a very small way, very easy excerpt to understand. Because in this world, it is described that in Kali Yuga, we will be so attracted to money. We will think in terms of money, you know? Even when you're running the temple, we think, how are we gonna raise some funds? How are we going to get some money so that we can take care of the deities, we can care of the devotees and do so many things? Certainly in business, they think about how we can make more profit like that. And certainly for people who are working, they're also looking how I can get paid nicely so that I can live a wonderful life like that. And it is described in Kali Yuga that money will be considered like God. Money will be worshipped uh, like this. So Prabhupada is very intelligent. So when he would speak, he would often relate it to money because then it's easy to understand. So we know that in our lives, we're all striving for some type of happiness, some type of success, some type of perfection. right? Say, for example, uh, we're a, a kirtanaya. We'd like to be a really good kirtanaya. So nice that when people hear our kirtan, they will feel, "How? Oh, what's such a nice kirtan Uh, person who can do kirtan so nicely and they become inspired to also do kirtan and many people be so happy when the kirtan happen and krishna will become so happy like that for the materialists also they're looking at similar types of things how can i become the most famous musician in the world how i can become the most famous singer the most famous actor or actress artist businessman uh teacher name it right they Many, many different occupations that people are pursuing in their lives. And they want perfection in their lives like that. So Prabhupada describes in a very, very simple way. He says, and I'm going to convert to US dollars. who's speak in rupees, uh, but you're in, in the United States of America. So it's better to speak in dollars. He says, just like, uh, if you are, uh, if you have a thousand dollars, then you have ten dollars. So if you have, have $1,000, then you definitely have $10, right? It's like 1% of a $1,000. So similarly, he says, if you have Krishna consciousness, then you have all perfection. All perfection is like $10, and Krishna consciousness is like $1,000. <laughs> what an amazing statement, right? If you think about it, that all of humanity is chasing some type of perfection. And practically nobody achieves it. Even the person who does become the most famous person loses their fame very quickly, right? For example, today we might consider who to be most famous. Who would we say might be most famous in this world by the estimation of the majority of people in this world? I'm not talking about just devotees, but majority of people. Who would you consider to be like most famous? Sorry, the President of the United States of America. Very famous person. A lot of people speak the name of Trump so many times, right? He's he's on the lips of so many uh, uh, people, so many persons like that. Okay, and then before him, who would you say was the most famous? Say the previous president. Say Obama was most famous after that, right? Okay, this is just for, for understanding the point. But today Obama is no longer the most famous, right? Now it's Trump. And how quickly was Obama forgotten? After how many years? Five, ten years, right? Five or ten years. I mean, even after he left his presidency, some people still spoke of him for a little while. And then they sort of like almost forgotten him, right? Yes, once in a while somebody remembered because he was the one before this who was most famous. And before that was who? Before that was President Bush. Hardly anybody remembers President Bush now. And before that, you might say, was President Clinton. Again, who remembers President Clinton so much? And before that was, and people start even forgetting who it was before that. <laughs> you know? And even today, if you go on the street and you ask people, who is the President of the United States of America, I guarantee you, you'll find a large percentage of people who don't know who the President is. <laughs> they might say Obama, or Bush, or somebody who they just could remember. Right? So we can see that even that perfection it is achieved, it is not actually, uh, it doesn't live for very long. It doesn't sustain for very long, right? And yet, how hard do you have to try to do, uh, to, uh, to work to become a president of the United States of America? How, hard, how easy is it to become president? I mean, it's very hard, right? I mean, how many of us here would try to become president? I don't think we would. It's too hard. We might want to be president, But it's too hard. It's hard work, really. So hard that most people won't even try it. It's just a waste of time, they think. In any case, even if I do become president, what's the big deal after all that hard work? Now, Krishna consciousness, compared to becoming a president of the United States of America, is a lot easier, isn't it? It's a lot easier. But the gain is a lot larger, right? If you become Krishna conscious, you will be remembered forever a Vaishnava is remembered forever Vaishnava is never forgotten right for example who would you say way back from the past who was a Vaishnava is still remembered today Prahlad Prahlad Maharaj who else he's not so famous worldwide somebody is famous worldwide as a Vaishnava and he's remembered so much today Srila Prabhupada okay Jesus Christ right Jesus Christ was a Vaishnava you know Now, of course, the Christians may not recognize that, but he actually was. There are pictures of him holding the hands of two Brahmin boys, you know, things like that, right? With tilak, Vaishnava tilak on their forehead. These two boys have Vaishnava tilak on their forehead. You can't have Vaishnava tilak if you're not a Vaishnava, right? Nobody else wears this tilak. Only the Vaishnavas wear this tilak, right? But you can see that he is remembered from 2,000 years ago today. Why? Why is he remembered? Because he was Krishna conscious. He was a very Krishna conscious person. You see? And like you said, even way before that, Prahlad Maharaj is remembered. You see? But can anybody remember who was the prime minister at that time of whatever country in the world? No. Nobody remembers. The last prime minister anybody really remembers is a person like Bharat Maharaj or Lord Rama. Ram Rajya. Which happened like two billion uh, two, uh yeah, two uh, well, two million years ago, <laughs> right? But to become devotee is not that so difficult. It is, it's really not. You don't have to work as hard even as to try to become. Say, for example, the mayor of Dallas City. If you try to become the mayor of Dallas City, that's pretty hard. That's not a very big position compared to so many politicians in the country, but yet it's a lot easier to become a devotee than to actually work and strive so hard. But the result is much bigger. For less work, you're getting more results. Imagine you had a choice between two jobs. One job will pay you a million dollars a month, and you have to work only one hour a week. And the other job will pay you a thousand dollars a month, but you have to work hundred hours a week. Which one would you choose? Why would you choose the thousand dollars work hundred hours a week? You'd say, no, let me work one hour. And by the way, that one hour is going to be easier than each of the 100 hours in the 100-hour work. I mean, that makes it even more, uh, uh, you know, like a no-brainer, right? So here, the sages of Nimisharani have said, please summarize all the Vedas, please summarize all the knowledge, and tell us in summary form, what is the best thing a human being can do? And here, the uh uh, Sudha Goswami is replying that the best thing that a person can do is to actually engage in the loving devotional service unto Krishna, the transcendent. He calls him Adhokshajay. Adhokshajay means one who cannot be defeated. You will always be successful if you uh, somehow or the other contact Krishna. Even the slightest contact with Krishna will give you more success than the perfection of this world. Now let us talk about who actually became, in material terms, the most perfect person in the world. Who would you say gained the highest perfection in a material, from a material point of view, in this world? Okay, some famous actor. Yeah, 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 yeah. In our scriptures, you know, Hiranyakashipu is mentioned as that person. I mean, he won the three worlds. Talk about material success. I mean, you know, on this planet, the richest person doesn't even own three streets on any country. You know what I mean? That's the richest person, doesn't even own three streets. And he owned the three worlds. Heaven, hell, and earth. All the planetary systems, he was the the boss. The temples had his uh, uh, deity on the altar. It was his mantra that was being worshipped. Like today we say, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. They were saying, Om namo Aya The priests were chanting his name when they were doing the puja. I mean, what a successful person, right? From a material point of view, how could you become more successful than that? I mean, today nobody is, you know, there is a temple, by the way, in India that's dedicated to President Trump. You have, I have to say that. It's true. And they've got a big deity of, Lord, of President Trump and they are doing puja to him every day there. But there's just one temple in India. There's no temple in America that's got President Trump as the you know the deity in the temple. No other country has it except India. One country in Mumbai. There's one one group that is worshipping him like that, because they, whenever somebody succeeds, they think Krishna must have given some great benediction that this person succeed. If I worship that person, I also get the benediction. You see, that's their thought process. I want to become famous like him too, like that. But in the case of Hiranyakashipu, all the temples had him as the as the deity in the temple. I mean, that's amazing success. Okay, but what was the final result he got of that success? Finally, what happened to him? What was the end result of all that success? He got squished like a bug between the nails of Hirani Can you imagine, you know, in India they do that a lot. If you go to India, you'll see like, um, Giriraj Prabhu has gone to India, you know. You know, in India sometimes in the villages, they'll sit a person down and they'll, they part their hair like that. And they'll pick up the, the, uh, what do you call it? The, the tick. They'll pick up the tick and they'll squish the tick between the nails. You see, and that way they clean the whole head, so the ticks are no longer in the head. You see. And so Hiranyakashipu was like that. He was, he was squished between the nails of, Nasingadev. and that was his final result. For all the hard work that he did. And he worked very hard, by the way. So hard, Brahma had to come to talk to him and calm him down. He was causing a disturbance that was so big, the heat became so much, nobody's air conditioning system was working. In in, in the heavenly planets, they they were running the air conditioners big time and it wasn't cooling anything. It was just getting hotter and hotter and hotter and they're getting very disturbed. They went to Brahma and said, you have to do something here. We're not going to survive if this heat is going to go anymore. It's too hot. So we can see that after all that hard work, by the way, it's described something like 10,000 years, celestial years of hard work he did to gain this great boon of becoming the boss of the three worlds. I mean, a celestial year is very long, you know. It's, for us, it's many tens or hundreds of thousands of years, you know. Now, nobody on this planet works that hard, right? President Trump to become President of the United States of America worked how long? How long did he work to become the President of the United States? How many years do you think he worked hard so that he can become the President of the United States of America? What would you say? Maybe a decade, right? Maybe two decades. Because he started some business, then he became famous as somebody on television, and then he had now the following, and then he had the words that would... Uh, interest those who are going to vote for him and then they voted for him despite the fact that nobody thought he was going to win the election and yet he won so you might say he worked two decades that's nothing like hundreds of thousands of years that Hirani Kashipu worked <laughs> but even two decades how many of us are ready to work for two decades to become a president of a country I think very few people would be interested in that and yet how much time does it take to chant one nice round of Hare Krishna? Ten minutes? Let's just say ten minutes, right? If You really did a nice job of it, chanting. Ten minutes attentively. Ten minutes attentive chanting of Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, on the beads. Will give you more success than 5,000 lives of President Trump's success, 5,000 times. Multiply that by 5,000 times. The 10 minutes of chanting will give you more success. I mean, that shows us how kind Krishna is, how loving he is. He's giving us a simple method and saying, just follow this simple method and I will give you all success. Yeah, you want to be a great leader? You want to own great things? I'll give you life in the heavenly planets because there everything is great. You know, there the poorest person has chump change in their pocket worth more than two Earth planets. That's their chump change in their pocket. That's how rich they are. <laughs> and you know, a devotee is not going to be only that rich. A devotee is going to be much richer than that because Krishna just gave, uh, uh, you know, transference from planet Earth to that heavenly planet so that you can enjoy it if that is our desire to have material enjoyment. And a lot of devotees will have that desire because that's our conditioning. But for those of us who know that in Vaikuntha it's a lot better and in Golok Vrindavan it's the best. Why waste your time, go to the heavenly planets. Why waste your time to go to Kailash where Lord Shiva has a much better time than anywhere on planet, in this earth, the earthly planet, in the world, in the material world. Why go to Vaikuntha where it gets even better? Why not go to Golok Vrindavan where it is the best? And Krishna wants us to come there because we are his children. He wants us to come there because he loves us so much. He says that. As a, for children, he says, am biji pradapitaha. As, as far as the uh, uh, loving is concerned, he says, uh, um, what did he say? Suridam sarva gyatva mam chantam richiti. Suridam means, I am the greatest lover of all living entities. He considers us to be part and parcel of him. We all like to be part and parcel of something successful, right? Krishna is the most successful. He says, You're part and parcel of me. Every living entity, he says, is his servant. And the word servant in Sanskrit means one who expresses love. Love is the most powerful thing in this world and to express love is the one that gives the greatest happiness to everybody. So all this is being described here in this verse. And it says, to the transcendent Lord. Why the word transcendent Lord is used is because we want a result that cannot be taken away from us. You see? We want perfect result. We want result that's permanent. It's not going to be taken away from us. Transcendent results are like that. They cannot be taken away. Once you're given, it's yours forever. And it never stops giving. It's like uh, you know, a genie in a bottle, and normally in a genie in a bottle gives you three wishes, right? But imagine the genie was able to give you any number of wishes all the time. I mean, that would be way, way beyond amazing genie, right? And that's the type of results that we get with this process. And then it says, to do this, the service must be unmotivated and uninterrupted to completely satisfy. Why what does unmotivated mean? We shouldn't think that I am so smart, I have figured out what I really need for my happiness. Don't be motivated like that because we're not very smart. Earlier on in the Bhagavad Gita, just described "manda sumanda that we are actually very uh, unintelligent, very uh, uh, what do we say? What is the word? Uh, uh, unfortunate, unfortunate persons, unmo- uh, unintelligent, not very smart. You know, we do we do things that cause us problems to ourselves. This is the type of people we are. So really, the right thing for us to do is not to be too intelligent, but to simply follow the process under the guidance of authority, because authority means that we're ready to accept Krishna as authority, because Krishna nominates some persons, you please follow these people, and then you will also get the full benefit, because you're following people who are following people who are ultimately following Krishna, following Guru Mahaprabhu, like that. So it's uninterrupted. Un- unmotivated and uninterrupted means we're always doing that. Everything we do is solely for Krishna's pleasure. No matter what we're doing, we just say to Krishna, it's only for your pleasure that I'm doing it. So when it becomes uninterrupted like that and it is unmotivated, then it completely satisfies the self. Then we realize, wow, truly miracles, miraculous things are happening in my life. Magical things are happening in my life. And we become very convinced that Krishna truly loves us the most and that we're so fortunate to have come to know about him, and that now we're able to practice some loving devotional service to him, like that. It becomes a process that actually is going to be very successful. And then whatever happens, no matter how unsuccessful we will be, out of the thousand dollars, you'll not just get ten dollars, you'll get many more than a ten, 10, 10 dollars, more than one percent, because you can accept, right? That if we're practicing Krishna consciousness with some sincerity, surely it is more than one percent. You know, we may think that I'm—I may think that I am very unsuccessful in my Krishna consciousness. But even I have to accept that I probably am doing about five percent of what I should be doing. <laughs> I'm very unsuccessful, but in my exam out of hundred marks, I only got five marks. <laughs> I mean, that's very unsuccessful, right? You're a teacher. I mean, what is the lowest mark any student gets in your class? Lowest mark in your class. You're a teacher. You you grade your students. Oh, I'm not a teacher anymore, but I would say the lowest. But when you were a teacher, right? You did. Yeah, fifty. Yeah, fifty. And the person who got fifty percent, how would they feel about it? They'd be crummy, right? They'd be crying. They'll think, maybe you didn't give me my marks properly. They may even blame the teacher, right? That, no, that's not fair. I did better than that. 50 is not correct, right? But at the le- very least, they're going to feel very unsuccessful. Very unsuccessful. And if their parents will be even more uh, disappointed than that, right? you got only 50%. What's wrong with you? No, 50% in Krishna consciousness would be 50 times 1%, right? That would be 50 times perfection. Can you imagine that? And that's failure from our point of view. It's really not failure. It's amazing success. So in Krishna consciousness, there is only amazing success. That's all there is. You can't mess it up. You can try. The only way you can really, 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 really mess it up is you're really, 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 really offensive to devotees. (laughs) And yes, we're all somewhat offensive to others, but not really, 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 right? Nobody's that bad, you know? (laughs) Yeah, sometimes we offend devotees because of our past conditioning. We got angry, we got emotional. Somebody did something, we hit back. (laughs) Naturally, in this world, we have some envy, we have some jealousy. So that creeped in into our life. But that's only like, it's not really big time. It's nothing big time. It's nothing like, you know, Duryodhan or Kangsa, you know, or Hirani Kashipu or Hirani Aksha, you know, Shishupal. I mean, these guys were heavy, heavy hitters when it came to offenses. I mean, they knew how to offend people. (laughs) Really brutal offense, you know what I mean, like that. We're nothing like that. We're nothing like that. The worst, we're nothing like that. We have some love for devotees. We have some love for some devotee at least. Even if you don't have love for all the devotees. Some devotee we love. (laughs) And maybe we love our own self, right? And We're a devotee, so you love yourself. You're also loving a devotee. (laughs) Let's add that in. (laughs) Krishna appreciates that. He says that in Bhagavad Gita. That you can give your life. Give your money. Try to uh, follow the process of Krishna consciousness. Study Bhagavad Gita. Or at the very least, be favorable to my devotee. All these five processes he accepts in the Bhagavad Gita. How wonderful is that, right? How wonderful is that? So, really, if we really want to benefit anybody in this world, somehow or the other, by even some cheating process, have them touch Krishna consciousness in some way. You know, the big book distributors are very smart about that. They'll take the Bhagavad Gita, and when the person's coming, they'll just put the Bhagavad Gita in their hand. <laughs> And the person, by reflex action, will hold it, right? It's just reflex action, that's all it is. They didn't want all the bargain in their hand. And they say, what is this? And then the person will tell them, you know, this book explains how you can be really happy in your life. Show them some pictures and say, see, in this picture, this is happening, this is happening, and this can happen in your life, like that. So what do you want me to do? Well, you know, please take the book with you. Read it. And by the way, because, you know, we want to give more books out to people. If you don't mind, give us some small donation. Some people give us, uh, you know, $10. Some people give us $20. But whatever you can give, we'll be okay. And what happens? They sort of listen to the 10 to $20. and Somewhere between that, they'll give you, right? Or they may give you less. Or they may just return the book to you and say, sorry, I'm not interested. But they touched Bhagavad Gita. Krishna says, I love living entities... So much, I come in two forms. Internally, I come as Paramatma, and externally, I come as the instructions of the Bhagavad Gita. It says that in chapter 20, uh, 13, texts 23 to 26. So, they touched the Bhagavad Gita, they touched Krishna. How powerful is that? How powerful is that? How powerful is somebody who buys it, gives some money to appreciate it? Wow, now you're talking real power. What if someone just holds it to their chest and says, my Bhagavad Gita, my Krishna? Wow, Krishna is going to feel a lot of love. What if somebody opens it up and starts reading even one line from there? Oh my God, now you're really talking. (laughs) What if someone ends up at a temple and decides I'm going to do some kirtan? I'm going to dance in a kirtan. I'm going to do japa. I'm going to eat some prasadam. I'm going to smile at a devotee. That person is guaranteed full success. It's over. Game over. That person is going to be fully successful. This is a fact. But our mind says, no, 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 it's not true. You're such a fake person. You're faking it. You're not a real devotee. You're going to fail. Why? Because the mind wants us to stay back in this world. Because the mind is material. mind doesn't want us to, to We've been with our mind, do you know, from the time of manifested in this world. The same mind has been with us. Because the soul is carried from one body to another in the mind, intelligence, and false ego. So the, the mind in terms false ego has been there since time immemorial. Obviously going to be a very smart mind, right? Very smart intelligence. That's why people are very smart. We may think somebody's dumb. I've never met a dumb person until now in my life. They're all very smart. They may act dumb, <laughs> but they're not anything like dumb. They know how to get things done, you know. They're smart. They'll figure things out. Even babies, you know. The baby comes from the womb of the mother. Within days, the baby shows intelligence. Baby knows how to control the mother, you know? How to manipulate the mother so that it gets its milk, it gets some love from the mother, it gets the hug that it wants, etc. You see? It smiles when the mother does something nice, right? It shows its face when the mother does something it doesn't want. It clearly shows the index on the face is there, you know? That baby is so smart. So really, from our point of view, in terms of Krishna consciousness, the best thing we can do is what it says in the Bhagavad Gita. Please, somehow give this knowledge to others. One who gives this knowledge to others, Krishna says, is most beloved to me, and they will never most dear to me, and there will never be anybody more dear than he or she. Like that. So this is our process. Somehow or the other, if we can just reach out, speak to people, give them some access to the Bhagavad Gita, then we are a very successful movement. We have to remain simple like that. Just everything we do, even though we might have a complex organization, as you will see, Right now, we've come up with a new chart for the tem- uh, Temple of Organization chart. It looks complex, but actually it's very simple. Its purpose is simply how we're going to deliver Krishna consciousness to others. But it's structured in such a way that more devotees can participate. Instead of a few devotees doing everything, more devotees are doing so much that many more people have become interested in Krishna consciousness. And they see such a large family of wonderful persons doing, just like, say, for example, when some of us go to Sadhu Sangha or Kirtan 50, or any of these programs, what is the main attraction in these big programs? What would you say is the biggest attraction in these big programs? Yeah. The world is coming together and singing together, right? Showing love to Krishna together. How attractive that is, right? Even people who generally don't dance in a kirtan will dance in a sadhusanga or kirtan 50. They'll start dancing. You know why? Because they're happy. So many people coming, expressing happiness. It's contagious, right? Everybody catches their happiness. It's like fire. That con- that continues when they're taking prasadam, when they have, hang out with one another outside the temple room. <sighs> that happiness continues so nicely. And Krishna himself says, I'm not in vaikuntha I'm not in the heart of my yogi. But I am where my devotees are. Chanting kirtan together. Doing kirtan together. That's where I am. Even Krishna becomes happy. It's not easy to make Krishna happy, right? He's got such a high standard of happiness, you know. The gopis have spoiled him, you know. He's a spoiled brat in some ways. They really love him so much. These girls are so smart. They're so beautiful and they're so smart. And they know exactly how to tickle his senses and make him feel happy. Our scriptures clearly describe that Krishna is the greatest sense gratifier in creation. He loves gratifying his senses. He loves it when his senses are gratified. And who can gratify his senses the best? The Gopis, right? Nobody gratifies Krishna's senses better than the Gopis. And yet, Krishna becomes completely happy when some devotees get together and they do kirtan together. He becomes very happy. He says that himself. I am where I am there because it gives me happiness, gives me sense gratification. How nice is that, right? What a wonderful process we have. What a simple process we have, in a process that actually makes us happy at the same time, not just Krishna happy. But us happy at the same time. So, that is much as what I wanted to say now. Uh, uh, If any of you would like to say something, ask any question, please go ahead. Or if you want to continue doing some more kirtan, that's nice as well. That really pleases Krishna. (laughs) Any questions, any points you'd like to say? I'm preaching to the choir here, so. Advanced devotees, uh, thank you very much for listening so attentively. And um, thank you very much for everybody who <clears throat> is online listening and the future personalities who will listen to this. Please take this to heart. Please know that Krishna loves us very much and that this is a very simple process. and There is no perfection in this world that comes anywhere close to Krishna consciousness. So be Krishna conscious. And even if we have to struggle a little in this world for a little while, um, there, is no more, there is no more struggle after that. Prabhupada would sometimes say 30 to 40 years. And for most of us, it's not even 30 to 40 years. For the younger ones, it is 30 to 40 years because you started when you're younger. Some of us started when you're older, but still 30 to 40 years. For me, this is my 38th year. So it is 30 to 40 years for me too. I started a little older. I started when I was 30 years old which is still considered reasonably young compared to some people starting after 30, right, uh, today. Uh, and, of course, some of us were born into the movement, which is very nice, excellent. That's really very good. Uh, it's starting very young. So, obviously, success is really guaranteed like that. Okay, thank you very much. Hare Krishna, namo namaha, brindaki bhagdama puranaki Jai. She, 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 chaitan, a chaitam, it a ki jai. She, mad bhaga, with gita, taru, ki jai. She, she, radha, kalachanji, ki jai. She, gor, bhakta, bindi, ki jai. It, I, gor, priman, Hari the heri, bo.